So abnormal stress activates the constant fight or flight response. Um, or as you can um, recall, the freeze response, I froze whenever um, I realized that this accident was going to happen and there was nothing we could do. So uh, freeze is right in there as well. It gets locked in. It leads to adrenal exhaustion. So adrenal fatigue, anyone? If you um, have heard that concept of adrenal fatigue, a lot of times it started with some underlying traumatic stress that we've just continued to reactivate by keeping um, stress going in our world um, in a constant drip feed. This depletes the body's resources. We're going to understand better how that works as we move along here. And the body continues to exert the stress response. It just does its absolute best to just keep you safe. And that is going to force it to stay on overdrive nonstop. So stress may seem overwhelming at times, but remember that you're stronger than you know. And I know you've got this. And once you really understand how it works, you are going to be able to unravel it and soothe yourself, soothe that, um, that nervous system that wants to stay in overdrive. And, um, and over time, you'll just see those stress levels come down and, um, and your health and well-being will rise. So um, you may have heard the quote that there are only two emotions, love and fear. And I wanted to share this with you because I think it's a good reminder. There's a little more to it than just um, love and fear. Uh, the author of that quote is Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she's been gone for quite a while now. But uh, the quote says, there are only two emotions, love and fear. All positive emotions come from love. All negative emotions come from fear. From love flows happiness, contentment, peace, and joy. Sounds like what we want, right? From fear comes anger, hate, anxiety, and guilt. And we know that as we're bumping around in our world, we don't just end up with happiness, contentment, peace, and joy. We're going to experience those other things as well. It's true that there are only two primary emotions, love and fear, but it's more accurate to say that there's only love or fear. For we can't feel these two emotions together at exactly the same time. They're opposites. If we're in fear, we're not in a place of love. When we're in a place of love, we can't be in a place of fear. And so you might argue with that, but I encourage you to just sit with it and really contemplate because um, we really do have to be able to apply self-awareness and determine what state we're in, to get real with ourselves, to be able to say, wow, I'm really leaning towards fear right now. And what do I need to do to sort of pull that back so that I can lean more into love? And, um, and if we look at it 
from the nervous system that we've been talking about here, the um, the love response is our parasympathetic rest and relax response. And the fear response is our sympathetic, you know, overdrive, hypervigilant response. So types of stress. I've mentioned before that stress is unavoidable. Life is filled with one stressor after another. And without stress, life would feel pretty blah. So um, we're high achieving, overachieving, super women. And I know our world has more than its fair share of stress. And that's just not going to go away. We wouldn't be happy with a low stress life. But there's a point where stress begins to escalate and accumulate. It's this crossroad that we want to recognize so that we can reverse course. 65% of Americans have experienced increased stress levels since 2020. And um, I think you probably know why. I won't get into that here. Um, so we have basically three different major types of stress. And you'll hear me talk about these types of stress repeatedly. So the first type of stress is eustress. And this is the stress that we thrive on and um, the stress that we want to encourage. This makes life feel full and fulfilling. And generally, there's nothing wrong with eustress. Stress in daily life that has positive connotations like a marriage, promotion, baby, winning money. Um, a lot of people win, uh, who win the lottery end up going bankrupt down the road because they just didn't manage it well because certain stressors come with winning a lot of money. And so that use stress turns to distress. And th that's a good example or how many of us um, were involved in planning a wedding, whether that was our own or even um, some close friend or family member. And you know that um, that planning a wedding or some big event is really stressful. And so where it should be just a source of use stress, it can very easily escalate into distress. So so all these eustress experiences, it's important that we manage them and we keep them from turning to a distressful situation. So distress is stress in daily life that has negative connotations. And I would put some of those positive um, connotations into this negative connotation category if we've allowed that to escalate. But basically, things we think about are divorce, punishment, injury, negative feelings, financial problems, work difficulties, that, that kind of thing. And then there's toxic stress. Stress that's escalated becoming stored in the body. So we often think of a, a, an experience like I described for you about my um, vehicle accident, but that can happen in a lot of different ways. Um, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, written by a man named Bessel van der Kolk. And, um, and he talks about how our bodies store trauma and how that basically um, creates dis-ease and leads to disease. 
So um, left uncontrolled, the stress affects your health, including your body and immune system.